1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Jonathan Mayo here. Welcome to a special Pipeline podcast. We apologize for the delay in podcasting, but uh, there's been a lot going on in the baseball world and, and in pipeline land as well. Started the Arizona Fall League, always captures our attention and tremendous amount of talent. I was just in Arizona for the first week of its 26th season, so I can attest to it firsthand. My primary objective during that opening week was to do a whole bunch of interviews with prospects who are competing out there, And we thought for this edition of the Pipeline podcast, we would just string together uh, a bunch of the interviews I was able to do. So that's what we did. with The capable editing skills of producer extraordinaire, Michael Cullison. Here is who you will hear from. Get a pen and paper out. You may want to keep score at home. Monty Harrison from the Milwaukee Brewers. Oscar Mercado from the St. Louis Cardinals. Brandon Lowe from the Tampa Rays, Michael O'Neill from the Texas Rangers, Chris Shaw from the San Francisco Giants, Braden Bishop from the Seattle Mariners, Taylor Gushu from the Washington Nationals, and Will Smith from the Los Angeles Dodgers. So hope you enjoy this Fall League edition of the Pipeline podcast. Right, first thing, just after a really successful season, what did it mean to you that the Brewers wanted you to come and... You know, get some more work here in the Arizona Fall League.
2: Oh man, it means a lot. Just you know uh, they're thinking about me. You know what I mean? Just uh, finally have a, a full season in the, in the books. It was, it's a really good thing. But it's fun being out here with these guys and, and trying to get better each and every day. I know it's a. A very scout-oriented league and stuff like that, but I take this time as me getting better. You know what I mean?
1: And it's a lot of you know guys who have already reached the upper levels, mm-hmm. which is where you're headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much are you looking forward to just being able to pick the brains of the guys who have been double, triple, even guys who have been in the big leagues? Man, I'm
2: very excited just to know. Uh, you know, you got a lot of good talent out there, You know what I mean? So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a lot of questions, try to learn a lot of things, and continue to grow as a baseball player.
1: You know, when you signed out of the draft, I'm sure you didn't draw it up the way it kind of went for you. It took you yeah. a little while kind of to get going. Yeah. How much does that help form you, you know, who you are as a player now, just the struggles that you had um, and, yeah. and difficulty staying on the field, things like that? Oh, man, everything
2: happens for a reason. That's the way I see it. You know, the things that happen to me with my hand and my ankle, that's just a learning experience. Maybe I put that in my Your hands just to slow the game down, you know what I mean? And I feel like that's definitely been the case. I don't, I don't regret those at all.
1: You know, it's funny, when you were drafted, I think I was scouted, told me that they thought you'd be, might, might be the kind of guy that takes three years before you hit full season ball. Mm-hmm. In the end, that's kind of how it mm-hmm. played out. Even though it probably seemed to take forever, yeah. do you feel like you're kind of where you should be developmentally? Uh,
3: Yeah, but I, I feel like
2: it could have happened a little bit earlier, but like I said, everything happens for a reason. But um, time is time, and good things take time, you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to work every single day and try to help the Brewers to. Win a championship, or World Series, eventually down the road. Yeah,
1: yeah. What what clicked for you this year? What was it that you know, other than just the reps? and Was it some of these things? Yeah, was it slowing the game down? Yeah. You know that, that really helped you yeah. make this sort of hugely for that you did this Oh yeah, just really just slowing the
2: game down, just letting the game come to me. Like I felt like kind of like so you hear so many people talking and stuff like that. You kind of just you get caught up in it, and, and I hit a point where I was just like, man, I don't care what people think. I'm gonna do what I got to do to get better, and the game slowed down a lot, man. And, It just, I I got more comfortable.
1: Now, obviously the ultimate goal is to move up and develop and things like that, Mm -hmm. but 2020, that's a pretty good thing to hang hang your hat on. And maybe you don't look at numbers that much, but how proud are you of the fact that you're one of, I think it was 10 or 11 guys, actually a fairly large number this year, but Mm -hmm. guys who do that, you know, speed and power at the same time and and production-wise show it. I mean, is there some pride that you can take from your ability to put up those numbers? Yeah, there's
2: definitely some pride in it, but at the same time, um, that season's over with. I mean, I'm in this now. I'm living in it now and try to see what I can do in this league. Hey, everybody has goals, so uh, I'm just going to keep striving towards them
1: So your goals I would imagine, to use this as a springboard to, to the upper levels and mm-hmm. and after the sort of fits and bursts, you know, stop, start, yeah. move back, to keep moving forward?
2: Keep moving forward. You know, uh, just a little taste of like double A and triple A and stuff like that. Guys you are going to see in the big leagues one day. So uh, just going to keep growing every day and try to learn. Do you miss the other sports at all? No, sir.
1: Not at all? Not at all. What did it mean to you when the Cardinals said, hey, you know, we want you to, to keep playing some baseball and, and go to the Arizona Fall League? Um, to be
0: honest, it was actually a goal of mine before the year started. Um, I thought, I figured it could help me out a lot. I was like, if you have a good year, maybe you get the chance to do it. I mean, just like Kisner said, they, uh, they talk about all the guys that go through here, get the chance to play in the big league. So obviously it was something that I really wanted to do. And I was just happy that I was able to accomplish my goal, uh, represent the organization out here, obviously with the best players. So yeah, I mean, to me, it's just something that I'm going to try to take in and enjoy and just go out there and do my best.
1: Now it's a developmental league. It's a little low key, but you're in the opening day lineup. I mean, you see your name, it's opening day. Is there any of the same kind of opening day feelings? Like how excited are you to get going here today? No, I mean, you're really excited, obviously.
0: every time you go out there on the field to play any game you uh you get a chance to prove yourself and uh obviously that's something you always want to do every time you step on there so to me it's just uh taking it the same way that i took every game during the regular season and um obviously the butterflies are there but as soon as the game gets going and uh first I that's out of the way then i think I'll, I'll be
1: fine you talked about how you know your goal was to come here if you had a good year and you know maybe you can tell me what what happened with you this year offensively compared to the struggles you had you know the the first couple of years in the cardinals system uh, Is it learning from all that adversity? I mean, tell me a little bit about what was the key to your turnaround this year
0: um, I think what happens is that every player eventually goes through some sort of failure. It just happened that I went through it more than a lot of players, but to me, I think. I cherish it a lot just because it helped me grow as a person. It helped me mature. It helped me become more mentally strong. And I think the Cardinals gave me the opportunity to, you know, kind of keep going and playing every day. And I kind of told myself before the season started. I mean, I always worked hard every offseason, but going into this offseason, I kind of felt like, Like, I kind of felt like it was more on me to kind of just, like, get after it and kind of make a statement. So I felt like it was my last chance to really prove myself. And I told myself I was, like, just give it your all. And if it happens, it happens. If not, then at least you can live with the fact that you gave it your all. And uh, I think it paid off, obviously. So I was really happy about that. And now it's just a matter of keeping it going.
1: How much did moving out to center field, did it help clear your mind? And how much fun do you have out there? Or or do you miss playing shortstop? No. I I. mean Shortstop.
0: Shortstop was fun. Obviously, I grew up playing short, but center field is just, I have a lot of fun out there. I mean, I'm able to showcase all my tools and my athleticism, and I think that at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason, and if I had to kind of wait my time to kind of move out there, then I had, but I had to, but, you know, I'm just enjoying it out there. I love every single game going out there and knowing that I get to, you know, make some good plays. and out my pitchers, that's not the type of confidence that I had at shortstop. And then just doing that kind of helps me play with a clear mind and it helped me out at the plate a lot.
1: I've been first, you know, when the Rays told you you want, they wanted you to come here and you know, extend your season a little bit more and play in the Arizona Fall League, what, uh, what did it mean to you that they, uh, that they had asked
4: you to do so? I mean, it's an incredible honor. You know, there's so much talent out here and to be able to come out here and play against it, just, it's an incredible feeling. So there was
1: no, you know, I'm a little tired, I don't want to do this. So once they, you got that call, you got I'm all in?
4: No, yeah, once you, I mean, you hear so much good stuff about the fall league and, you know, you get to go home for about a month and kind of recover. And then after that amount of time, you're kind of itching to get back out there again. So it's the perfect amount of time.
1: So if that's the case, I mean, I know this is a low-key league. It's not, you know, about wins and losses, but it's still opening day today. Is there that certain nervous excitement that you get to you know to start off a season?
4: Yeah, a little, a little bit. Probably not quite as much just because, you know, it's uh, – I'm not even sure really how to explain it. But, I mean, opening day is opening day.
1: Is there anything in particular you're you – or know, anyone in particular you're excited to see or compete against while you're here?
4: Uh, I I got to say Jake Stinnett. He's with uh, Mesa, I think. Yeah, he's I went to college with him. He was our Friday night guy and I faced him a couple times this year and he got me out. So I really want the the shot at redemption against him.
1: Fair enough. So tell me a little bit about um, you know, getting up to double A this year. What were the you know, the what were the things that you noticed that were the biggest difference between that and the lower levels of the race system?
4: I mean it was just pitchers being able to locate everything. You know, in high A they knew how to locate their fastball and they kinda threw their off speed in there, but once I got the double A, it was I mean, they're throwing change-ups, first pitch for strikes, curve balls for strikes, and it was – they knew how to locate everything.
1: Now, you're a guy who, you know, unfortunately, had to deal with a bunch of injuries, during your, especially during your college days. How much has that, you know, looking back now, made you uh, a better player overall, whether it's taking care of your body or understanding patience? You, know, you had to learn those lessons maybe a little <laughs> bit earlier than some guys had to.
4: Yeah, I mean, definitely with the injuries in college, you know, those were my first time ever being hurt and having to sit back and watch the game, it really helped me kind of develop, you know, mentally, just being able to watch and learn from other players where, you know, it probably really helped my game rather than just getting thrown into the fire and, you know, doing whatever you can do.
1: Um, I wanted to ask you about, you know, strike zone discipline on base skills because that's always been a part of your game, even from your Maryland days. Um, you know, how much pride do you take in having that advanced approach? And even as you move up and guys, you know, get tougher – you're staying within that, that game plan because you know it works for you.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's – the strike sound discipline is one of the things I pride myself on because I know what I can hit and I know what I can't. And, you know, usually it's within that little the little box. And, you know, if I'm not hitting it well, I kind of, you know, take a step back you know stay within your means and, you know, get back to what you're doing.
1: You know, second base is, you know, I think for a long time it used to be this position that, like, guys who couldn't play short can play. But I think they're you – know, that's changed over recent years. I mean, how much pride do you take on, on that side of the ball and showing that, uh, you know, you're not just like a quote-unquote offensive-minded second baseman, but you, you have a lot to offer on that side of the ball too?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely the position's changing. It's, you know, it's not just someone who can't play short, like you said. I mean, it's somebody that it's, a, it's another position that's respected and, you know, being able to come out and hopefully not put it to shame when I'm out here, you know. You know, make all the good plays and maybe a couple special ones if i get the chance i would think
1: with all the uh, the defensive shifting that goes on now i mean half the time you're not really playing
4: your natural position anyway guys move around so yeah much. absolutely i mean that was one of the things that we did a little bit more double-a was shifting and you know some of the times i'd be playing short right field and the other times we're playing shortstop so really I don't think of it just as second base. You know, you got to be just as athletic as anybody else on the field, whether you're at third base or second or first.
1: First, Michael, just what it means to you, you know, relatively new
5: organization, but they saw enough in you to, to ask you to, to come out here and be in the Arizona Fall League. Yeah, absolutely. It's always been a, a huge goal of mine to, to play in the Arizona Fall League. Um, you know, it just kind of comparing it to college, it's, it's kind of like playing in the Cape Cod League. You know, if you have the honor to, to do that and represent your organization, you know, playing against the best players in the minor leagues night in and night out. So it's obviously a huge honor, especially, like you said, um, new organization. Just trying to get my feet wet, go go with the flow. Um, you know, obviously there's some there's some changes that you have to make, too. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just extremely happy to be here. What was the whole – I mean, the experience for you must have been humbling, you know, to, to get released and then
1: have, you know, to, to go to Texas. And, where you, and you really sort of got yourself back headed in the, in the right direction, but uh-huh. how, how tough was that to, to go through as a young player?
5: Um, It's tough, but, you know, I was asked to be released by the Yankees, you know, a lot of people don't know that, and, uh, you know, I don't have any bad blood, obviously, there, there's some family ties to the organization, and, uh, you know, I was just seeking a better opportunity, and, uh, you know, I, I think there was some some case of you know maybe turn me into an organizational guy and being 24 at the time I didn't think I was ready for that I felt that I could still play every day and um, you know obviously the Yankees uh, allowed me to to seek another opportunity which I'm extremely thankful for and um, you know obviously I just tried to make the most of it with Texas and and I did, and I'm here, so I'm, I'm extremely happy to be here. Yeah, hey, you went out, and you, I mean, you set career highs in some offensive categories. So yeah. clearly, it seemed to be the, the right decision, both from opportunity and maybe even from a mindset yeah, standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people have asked me as far as you know, what are the similarities? What are the differences? And obviously, the biggest thing for me is just um, you know, maybe just getting away from from everything for a little bit. As, as far as you know, anytime I would go to the ballpark, everybody would ask me about my uncle and is he here and what's he doing and you know, you got to answer a lot of questions. And obviously in Texas, you're kind of removed from that. So as, as far as uh, just a fresh start, it's uh, it's been a breath of fresh air. And obviously I have to give a lot of credit to the Rangers for for believing in me and helping me. You know, we've made a couple big-time swing adjustments just in the, the seven, eight months that I've been here. So, um, you know, it's, it's a credit to them, too, that they saw something in me more than, than what I did in New York, too. You know, it would have been very easy for them to – See me come in uh, opening day of spring training and just say, "Oh well, he's done this his whole career. Let's just let's just let him do that." And uh, you know, they they approached me and said, "Hey, listen, we see some things in you. We, we think you can hit for more power, and you know, trust us to let us help you." And obviously, uh, it, it worked.
1: Chris, the first thing, just simply. You asked to come here to play in the Arizona Fall League. What did it mean to you that the Giants wanted you come uh, back out to Scottsdale?
6: Yeah, it's always good to get back out to Scottsdale. So, um, but it's a tremendous honor um, to come play in this league. You know, uh, it's you know extremely prestigious, and it's a great opportunity to come out here and kind of you know work on what I think um, is going to be the separating factors to you know allow me to get to the big leagues.
1: And what are those things? I mean, are there things specifically, especially since you you. Know, you You've now touched the upper levels of the system,
6: Um, You know, I kind of like where I'm at offensively. You know, I feel pretty good about the way I swung the bat this year, and obviously, you know, play discipline is something that I think that as I get older is going to, you know, something that you know you continuously work on. But defensively, just getting more comfortable in left field and you know getting more acclimated to you know the routes I have to take, you know, thinking ahead, you know, count batter, all that type of stuff is going to help me get an edge because I'm not the fastest guy out there, but. Um, there's no reason why I can't, you know, be a smart outfielder.
1: And you had played some, you know, in the past, mm-hmm. but you, you kind of shifted back and forth. You know, where do you feel you are, just in terms of how comfortable you are? Like, if there were a big league game tomorrow and the Giants needed to play left field, are you ready for that, or do you feel like? You know, you need the time here to really get yourself ready for that.
6: Um, I definitely feel like I'm ready if they need me. You know, had they wanted to call me up this year, I think I would have been ready. But, you know, I completely understand that they think that, you know, I can just keep getting better out there and there's no rush, honestly. So, um, you know, I kind of like the idea, you know, the way they explain it to me is that, you know, coming out here is a good chance to just really hone in and, you know, get better defensively. Now, do you still carry the first baseman's glove around (laughs) or do they tell you to put that away? I have it, but, you know, I haven't used it in a long time. So, but it's, it's still in there
1: let one of the other things I wanted to ask you about was plate discipline because mm-hmm. you know by a, a lot of other statistical measures you had a really good year, um, but I'm sure that that's something you want to continue to improve. Right. How do you work on that? I mean, it, this kind of setting where it's a little lower key. Do you just work on trying to look at more pitches? I mean, what's what's the the key to that? Do you think?
6: You know, I think that um, the beginning of the year before I got promoted to AAA is kind of a good indicator of you know what I think I can be like um, as far as you know plate discipline goes. Um, you know, I had. Really good walk to strikeout ratio. While I was in Richmond, and then I think getting up to a, you know a better hitting league, I got a little more aggressive, um, you know, because I felt like I could drive the ball out of the park a little easier. But playing in Richmond, you know, it's such a big yard, I was a lot more patient, and um, you know, I think that that's something that you know, as a hitter getting older and more mature, you kind of start to realize, you know, when to pick your spots, and when to really hone in on you know a pitch that you can drive versus you know swing at a curveball or only count that's a ball for a strike, and then. You know, you're ruining your your count for that at that so, um, but that's definitely something I want to work on here in the fall league for sure.
1: It's hard because I mean you hit for an average and power, yeah. so I, I would imagine like your first gut reaction would be like, all right, well this is working. Why? Right. Why do I need? What do I need to fix here?
6: Right. Well, I, you know I understand that, You know, while I did it for a good average this year, it's you know in the scheme of the game, it's not just necessarily sustainable if you're not you know working good counts and you know getting on base at a high clip. So um, I know I'm capable of doing it. So I think that that's something going forward I'm really going to work on.
1: How much are you looking forward to, to, to getting up and and representing a, a college program yeah. that people who follow college baseball know for, you know, quote-unquote, for a northeast mm-hmm. school, it, it's it's a good program, but it, it's not like it's churning out big leaguers. Like To, to right. be a, a Boston College guy to, to get up to the big leagues. It means
6: the world to me. I mean, I love Boston College. I grew up, you know, a big D C fan. You know, my mom was one of seven. Five brothers and sisters went there. I have the younger brothers there right now. i you know, all my best friends went there with me, and, you know, I just, I'm really passionate about Boston College, and, um, you know, I know from the outside looking in, it doesn't necessarily look like a breeding ground for, you know, professional baseball players, but, you know, with what we're stacked against and the way that we go about our business, and, you know, we're practicing outside when it's snowing, we're practicing on the football field, and, you know, it's just, you know, a real gritty atmosphere, and I think that that really brings out the best in players. So, you know, you have a to- successful season you make it to double a i'm
1: sure there's a part of you that's like all right i want to i want to shut it down a little bit but uh i'm curious um just when the mariners asked you to come here what was your reaction about you know the the invitation
7: obviously I'm, i'm extremely honored you know i i get to be with a group of guys who obviously have a lot of talent have put up numbers obviously the organizations think highly of them so i thought it was a great opportunity to come learn you know, obviously try and build off what I accomplished this year and, and then hopefully take it in the next year.
1: When you accomplished a lot. I mean, you made it to double A and, and, and you raked when you were there. What I mean, what was the biggest thing that you saw when once you got there and what were some of the keys for, for your success?
7: You know, the biggest thing for me was, you know, embracing the challenge. Obviously double A is a step up from high. A. I knew the pitching was gonna be top notch, you know, some of the best arms in all of baseball. So you know, I think it was just embracing the challenge and try to, you know, build my game day by day and then take it, um, you know, into the next game and then, you know, hopefully I can carry it over here and into next year. Sure.
1: Were you always confident that, that the offense was going to come? Because I know, you know, at the outset of your career, you, you know, you probably didn't hit the way you were capable of. And this year, it really, it really started to, to show up. But we're, I mean, were, the, were there ever doubts or anything like that or did you knew that eventually you, you'd grow into this?
7: I think hearing all the outside noise, you know, about he's a defense first prospect, you know, it helped me because I was able to embrace my defensive side, you know, take a lot of pride in working on that, but at the same time, you know, obviously pushed me to be better offensively, and I learned a lot. I try and soak in as much info as possible and know that, you know, I'm always trying to evolve. Uh, You know, I learned you know, a different mindset of not trying to keep the ball so low on the ground because they're outs, you know, at this level, but, you know, trying to drive the ball a little bit more, I think it gave me a little bit more room for air, uh, you know, and it helped me develop to this point, and I just got to keep it going.
1: I mean, you're a smart guy. You look around the big leagues, and there aren't too many outfielders who can't hit who, who play, so you knew that that was going to have to come, otherwise, you know, you weren't going to get to where you wanted to go to.
7: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. You know, I think you see these guys hitting twenty plus home runs every year. Um, you know, and I think the home runs will come, you know, I'm only twenty four, so you know, as I get a little bit stronger, you know, my you know, my man strength kinda comes late in the twenties, you know, hopefully the home runs come too, but you know, I was, I was happy with of my doubles and extra base hits were this year and I just gotta keep
1: building hopefully they'll just carry a little bit further. Now, I want you to be able to talk about your defense a little bit more because obviously it's such an important part of your Your game, and even if it is your quote-unquote carrying tool, so so be it. When was that something you realized that you could excel at, and and go into a little more detail about the pride you have in in making a good play or throwing a guy out or, or or anything defensively?
7: You know, I think it helped playing football growing up and playing wide receiver. You know, being able to go get the ball in the air. So I think that kind of carried over just more so my reads and steps uh, I think helped a lot playing football and then you know through my teenage like late teenage years I realized why I could I could play defense a little bit in the middle of the field so uh, you know constantly working on my agility and my speed you know knowing what kind of game I have you know it's more of a speed based game so not losing that And, and like I said I take a lot of pride in going and getting balls in the gaps you know so make the routine play and then by being able to make the routine play consistently I'll be able to make the the you know, above average one in the gap every now and then.
1: Finally, I wanted if, if you if you were comfortable, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about your mom and, and what it means to you because I think people could go one of two directions they could use that as a, as a motivator but I mean a, a, not a, a distraction, but it could keep you from accomplishing what you want to, but talk a little bit about the work that you've been able to do and maybe the platform that baseball gives you to to shine a light on an important issue.
7: For sure, yeah. You know, I think, you know, being on this this stage, on this platform, being a professional athlete has given me a tremendous opportunity, you know, to make a difference in the Alzheimer's community. Uh, You know, and over the course of, you know, this four-year journey so far, I've met a lot of people who have told me, you know, you've brought me and my family hope. You know, by being on the stage, you know, and bringing it to light. And that was goal number one. And along the way, we've raised a ton of money. You know, we partner with a great uh, charity in Los Angeles, Alzheimer's Spirit of Los Angeles. You know, they've helped us build. You know, we had an auction that just ended uh, two days ago. We raised over $3,000 in three days for Alzheimer's. You know, so I think it's, you know, the possibilities are endless, you know, with where we can take it. You know, I've raised a ton of awareness, and that was goal number one.
1: I know, you know, being a catcher is such a grind. Mm-hmm. And the Nats say, "Hey, we want you to keep playing baseball for for six weeks uh, right. in Arizona." What, you know, what was your reaction when the, the Nats asked you to come out here and play in the Fall League?
8: <laughs> well, uh, it was me. Well, the guys who told me it was my manager, um, our front director Mark Shalaba, and uh, um, they are our hitting coordinator coordinator Troy Gingrich and I was just I was overjoyed I mean I've always wanted to come out here and I love. I mean first of all I love Arizona and second of all to get a chance to represent the team you know that I'm that I'm playing for out here it's just an even bigger honor so uh, I mean even though catching is a grind um, I was really happy to get the news that I was able to come out here and you know show what I can do for the organization.
1: Now what about our I mean what's your it sounds like you have a history with Arizona. Well, my,
8: my, my buddy went to Arizona State, and so uh, I came out here to visit him one time, and I just I just fell in love with the place. I mean, it's so different from the East Coast, and that's you know where I'm from and what I'm used to. And it's just so different, you know? I just, I, I don't know, it's a different feeling out here, for sure,
1: and the ball flies more, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad for hitters. When yeah. you're trying to work with pitchers, it doesn't necessarily help that's you. That's true. Um, you talk about you you know representing your organization, uh, it was your first, you know, year with uh, with the Nats? Full year with the Nats. Right. Uh, how did that transition go in terms of just dealing with that? Oh, I've just been traded. Right. Situation to fitting in.
8: Right. I mean, the whole thing was new to me, um, and uh, I mean, obviously, but uh, the Nats really welcomed me in, and I felt like I got, I felt like I got a lot better this year, um, just working with our catching coordinator, Michael Barrett, and. Um, just our hitting coordinator, coordinator, Troy Gingrich, and, you know, just the work I put in in the off-season, too. I mean, I just felt like it was a good fit for me. Um, you know, I, I just felt like it was I was able to relax and just play baseball, and, like, um, I feel like the Nats are...
1: They made it really easy for me to come over and be successful. If comfort is a direct, you know, if there's a direct correlation between comfort and production... Right. I mean, things really clicked, aside from just being comfortable what what really worked for you because of the, you know the way you swung the bat better than
3: you had previously right.
8: yeah um I mean I think it was a lot of the the, the work that I did this offseason um you know just really learning you know about my swing and how to use my legs and you know how to get the ball in the air um and then you know comfort just you know putting in the work and spring training and then feeling really comfortable behind the plate so I could not you know worry about that as much even though it is really important to me um, just so that it comes like naturally and then I was able to just, you know, relax and have fun at the plate and um, I feel like that paid big dividends to me too.
1: Defense seemed to improve as well from everything that I that I've heard and is that just I mean It's a lot for a catcher to develop right. on both sides as, as a minor leader Is it just the reps and, and seeing better pitchers to work with? And right. Things of that nature? I think
8: it was just the constant, you know not not a it wasn't more it wasn't like overbearing hands-on but it was constant you know reminders and um, you know that's what I want to be I want to grow as a player you want I want to get better every day and I felt like it was really easy to get better just because of all the work we did in spring training and during the season two um, just developing a routine um, just little things like that There's all just came together so you know you got a taste
1: of A. now right. you're here Yeah. So you're getting close I mean yeah can you envision Catching Strasburg Scherzer I mean that pitching staff is ridiculous I would imagine oh, yeah. as a young catcher you're like yeah yes
8: please yeah exactly well I mean the be- a great opportunity I got this year was Strasburg came down for a rehab start and so I did get to catch him so uh so that was just amazing getting to see how he worked and uh just his stuff is incredible um but I mean it was probably the I was the most fun I've had playing baseball <laughs> I mean just catching a catching a you know a couple like free time all-star I mean this all it was awesome stuff so I just I just felt like that was a big you know big like big nugget I took with me this year for sure
1: I'll ask you again about the the hand injury you know you you, you get up to double a and uh, first game get hurt just how did you handle that frustration
3: yeah I mean that was definitely not a great experience I mean excited going up and then it ended short after seven short innings but I mean it's all good i able to get in the weight room after that and uh, just improve my uh, physical stance and um, and yeah just trying to get ready for this league.
1: Right and then this league you get to make up for some some at-bats some some reps mm-hmm. behind the plate uh, you know other than just making up for lost time what are you looking forward to getting out of the Arizona Fall League?
3: Yeah I mean definitely the number one thing is just getting some more games in hopefully 70-80 at-bats maybe um, and just developing relationships with these guys I mean these are all guys that are going to be in the big leagues someday, and so you kind of want to get to know them, get a feel for them, and just develop a relationship with them.
1: Defensively, what are the things that you feel you know behind the plate you need to improve the most? And you know, working with the caliber of pitchers, not just from your organization but across baseball here in Arizona, you know, how's that going to help you? Do you think? I
3: think it's just going to give me a better understanding of what each pitcher is trying to do. Just broaden my spectrum on what. Different pitchers do, and uh, how to get the, the best hitters in minor league baseball out.
1: You're a guy offensively who's always been known for you know advanced approach uh, and things of that nature. As you move up, again, you didn't get a real chance to test that in Double A's. Is, mm-hmm. is that something you know you're excited to see how it works against pitching that's uh, better than you've you've seen before thus far in your career?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's almost like the postseason games where it's. The starters are going four innings maximum, and then you're getting bullpen guy after bullpen guy. So yeah, it's it's just kind of finding an approach that works for all different types of arms, and, and everyone here is good. So you have to have that approach that it's going to work for you.
1: Now, you're a guy who, who actually runs pretty well, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't want to attach the for a catcher <laughs> label, but I mean, is that something that you enjoy, sort of surprising you know opponents with that They maybe think, oh, he's a catcher. They they don't know yeah. i can run
3: yeah absolutely i mean if it's there we stole a lot of bases in college and if it's there here i'm gonna take the base i know how to and i've got enough speed to, to take a bag or two
1: that athleticism also allowed you to you know work at some other positions mm-hmm. uh, is that is that something you in, enjoy doing would you prefer just focusing uh, on, on your on your catching
3: play uh i mean it's definitely fun to get out in the infield and just kind of go back to a, Like, I played infield in uh, high school, and it's kind of fun to get back out there. But, but yeah, I mean, I know I'm a catcher, and that's where my spot is in the big leagues. But, yeah, it's it's a good experience, and I can translate those skills in the infield to back behind the plate.
1: Well, and in the Dodgers, you look at what they have at the big league level, and a guy like, you know, Austin Barnes, I mean, I I sort of saw a lot of similarities as a guy who maybe stays on a team, if he's a catcher only – you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but he's you know he gets a lot more playing time because of his ability to, yeah. to give them some positional flexibility.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at him specifically, I mean, he's a guy that's valuable because he can play second or third, um, and they're not afraid to pinch hit him because they're not afraid to burn the catcher because he can play second, he can catch, he can do whatever. So, yeah, there's definitely value in being able to do both. Um, so that's something I'm going to try to keep with me, but we'll see how it ends up. How much fun is it
1: as a, as a Dodger
3: or farmhand to watch what they're doing you know, Oh, it's the awesome! it's awesome. You kind of got to know some of the guys during spring training um, and just seeing the success, success they're having there is It's pretty cool to watch. All right. I, I, I would remiss if I just didn't ask you,
1: Los Angeles, your name is Will Smith. How many Fresh Prince jokes do you get on a regular <laughs> basis?
3: It's all the time. <laughs> I've, it's always something new or there's always the same jokes. It's kind of cool. I mean, anytime we go on the road, I always get the same walkout song. So it's kind of special.
1: What? Wait, you, you, you use a Will Smith walkout song? Or
7: no, they play no it for on the road, oh, okay. every team
3: thinks they're original, playing, get jiggy with it or something. So it's you're, just kind of used to it now. But you're good with it. Oh, yeah. All it's right. fun.
1: I know that Jim Callis and I have talked about this many times on the podcast before, but I continue to be impressed with how media savvy and well-spoken and polished young players are these days. Uh, I know I'm sounding old uh, by, by framing it that way, but uh, just every year, uh, the younger the players are, the more polished and ready to do interviews they are. So we hope you enjoyed uh, this smattering of of interviews and be sure to check out on mlbpipeline.com or your club site, the team overviews that will have all of those, uh, involved, uh, 60 interviews total done with a little help from reporter, Will Bohr uh, video. So you can see them as well as hear them and, uh, hope you enjoyed. We'll be back soon again with another edition of the pipeline podcast.